I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The TalkSport Daily Podcast is proud to be in partnership with Enterprise Rent-A-Car. Whether your business needs cars, vans, or larger commercial vehicles, you can rent from the best lineup in the UK with Enterprise. And with flexible long-term rental, you can get vehicles for as long as you need them, from minutes to months. Whatever the mission, Enterprise's mobility experts can build a bespoke solution to suit your business needs. Visit enterprise.co.uk forward slash business to find out more. This is TalkSport Daily. Hello, happy Wednesday, gang, and welcome to another Andy Goldstein TalkSport Daily podcast with me, your host, yeah, you got it. Andy Goldstein. We kick things off today with the reaction on my show. Andy Goldstein sports by Monday at Thursday from 10 p.m. with the fun boy to Bournemouth knocking Burnley out of the FA Cup and Manchester United beating West Ham after extra time. Anyway, this is how it sounded on Talksport. Can United get a shot in? Yes, they can. It's Scott McTominay who gives them the lead. Seven minutes into extra time. You can see that Oli actually does trust him. It's a good goal tonight. You know, he, he took it well and it was a really nice little flick from, from, from Rashford and he's taken it so early. If you look at Dawson, they're not set. The defenders aren't set, the keeper's not set and the ball hits the back of the net before they can even set themselves and it's a smart finish. And I, I tell you, Tomney goes under the radar a little bit. I've always liked him. He's a clean striker of the ball. He used to be a striker before when he was a kid and you can see that. He finishes with authority and uh, with... Uh, there's no messing. There's no safety. He's just uh, hit the ball cleanly and it'll... It'll have to make the goalkeeper make a good save. So, very, very good reaction. Came on as a sub and uh, affected the game. That's what you want from your subs. <laughs> not a great game, you have to say. Not, not a great deal of quality. A lot of huffing and puffing and, mm. and a bit of endeavour, but no craft or guile at the top end of the pitch, unfortunately. But Ma- uh, they'll be pleased with the result. How much does it concern you when you don't have like a natural striker that you're not scoring goals, such as Mikel Antonio not playing tonight? Well, if, you, if people get injured, there's not much you can do about it. Or people have got it. We've seen quite a few teams playing with uh, no natural strikers at present time I can think of some who are doing very well and uh, they've had good results we had Jai Malenko who's played there unfortunately picked up an injury later on we brought on one of our young young centre forward Well Olabiku is the player coming off who came on as a, a substitute early in the second half of normal time and Lanzini is coming on to replace him. Final throw of the dice for West Ham. You know, that's the way football goes. Sometimes when you do have injuries, you have to find other solutions and we'll try and find that. The young lad, Odubeku, only 18, came on for Yamalenko on 54 minutes, was taken off 58 minutes later. I think that's disgusting. I think that's absolutely terrible. Leave a striker on, leave the kid on, take Noble off. Yeah, but you don't know how the lad's game's going to pan out. Games change. Games, games. 58 minutes. Game, I mean, yeah, but that, but he's not even giving him an hour. Then, I'm sorry. Eight, it's eight minutes to it's go. It's going to sound really off. harsh, but it's eight minutes to go. He's taking him off. There can be no sentiment in football. 
Burnley paying the price for too many personnel changes coming into the game. Eight in total, never really clicked into gear, and it felt like a huge chance for a good cup run wasted for them. Well, it's been difficult. I need to make it clear. I don't like the idea of excuses, so it's not an excuse, because that takes credit away from Bournemouth. I don't like that. The amount of injury having is unfathomable in my time at Burnley Football Club. It has to be looked at from the game schedule, just by, I'm not moaning about it, but it just has to be. You know, Covid's made it change, that's the way it goes. We've had so many games, we've had so many players down. This competition's one that I've always had a great value in, but we've got to look at the reality. We've got three Premier League games next week and we're running out of players. Now, could Marcelo Bielsa's Leeds United be playing in Europe next season and is Patrick Bamford potentially on the radar of Pep Guardiola? Guardiola, no one really knows. Well, let's find out. Here's Ali McQuist, Jason Cundy and Adrian Durham to tell us more. I'm going to give a little shout to Patrick Bamford, and I know it might sound ridiculous, but I'm looking at how he's played under Bielsa and that intensity of training and performance that's required to succeed and flourish under Bielsa, what he demands of his players. That won't go unnoticed by Guardiola. So he'll look at that and think, I'm not necessarily sure he'll go to the point of signing Patrick Bamford, but he'll look at it and say, OK, seriously impressed with that player. Harrison looks to play a 1-2 with Bamford. Harrison in the area, makes it three. That's glorious. Absolutely glorious from Leeds United. They're a great side. They are a great side. Can they finish in Europe? I'm not so sure. I mean, mind you, this the way this season's going, anything can happen, would you? To be brutally honest with you. Uh, and they're more than capable. The way they play, they're more than capable of going to win four, three, four, five games out of six or whatever it may be and get themselves into that position. I don't think they will. I think they'll be absolutely fine. I think they'll, they'll finish mid-table, which, you know, would be more than acceptable for them. But you wouldn't rule it out, would you? I mean, the way, the, the way they play, and they just look as though there's no stopping them at this moment in time. They're one of the better sides that's come up in recent years. Their defence is like League One. So what? Right? And they've got worse... They have got a worse defensive record than Sheffield United who are going to go down. Right? They're, they're just sinking for a but second. But they're not going to go their down. Attack, their attack is as equal as, equal as good as Chelsea in fifth. So my argument is... Bielsa actually isn't far away. But if they continue to play like that, they'll only ever be mid-table. They will only ever... But they can be as good as they want to be. Fans are right, happy. They're happy because they were in the championship the last 16 years. Just check. Clean sheet right? last night. Clean sheet against a damn awful Crystal Palace. <laughs> right? Let's have that absolutely right. But listen, this is a lead side that isn't far away from being a really, really good team. At the same time, they, Bielsa gets way too much credit. He conceded six at Old Trafford, right? I've never heard a manager get lauded over conceding six. A lot of people say, ah, but defensively this and defensively that. But do you know something? I like watching good football and I like watching Leeds United so I can, I can suffer the little blips that they have defensively. Going forward, he is a brilliant manager. Defensively, he is championship at best. This is the side that conceded in the, in the first goal against Everton. Did you see the defending? It was Goddamn awful. A simple, simple goal. Leeds guilty of switching off in defence and they paid the price. It's Leeds nil, Everton won. They're better than that. I've seen so, them be better than that. But they, they've got they Liam are, Cooper at the back and Luke they, Aylin at the back. Have, you, have they, you seen where they were about five years ago? Well, I see where they were at five seconds before that. They're what, on the halfway line. Have you seen what Bielsa's done with and, those individual and players? And, and you know what? It is to be admired. But when you're in the Premier League and you're conceding six and everyone's talking about Bielsa being a, a genius, you've got to have a word with that situation because that needs to be looked at. He he is a good... I'm not suggesting one second isn't, but when you score 38 goals and you concede 38 and you're 10th in the league and, you're, and your goal difference is zero, that tells you something about where they are. 
Now, following the Tampa Bay Buccaneers winning the Super Bowl, no, me neither, there's been criticism of the owners, the Glazer family, and their apparent lack of communication with the Manchester United supporters, a club they, of course, also own. Of course, Simon Jordan, the former Crystal Palace chairman, decided to defend the Glazers and questioned why the United fans would want to hear from the American owners. It's not the owner you want to hear from, it's the football manager you want to hear from, it's the pitch. You want to see your centre-forward do your talking for your owner because he's scoring goals and the team are top of the league. It's just an opportunity to bash the Glazers. I'm not suggesting that the Man United fans are not right because they were perfectly entitled to have their view. But let's really break it down. They don't want to hear from the Glazers. They want the Glazers to sling their hooks. Mm -hmm. So what they want to do is say, we don't want to hear from you, but, 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 we do want to criticise you because someone well, else wants to hear from you. No, but hang on a second, Simon. Let me put it another way. Why does Joe Glazer think it's appropriate to have a connection with the Tampa fans and yet not have a connection with the United fans? Well, I don't suspect he probably does. I suspect that he is a victim of the circumstances which have surrounded his father's purchase of Manchester United, his father's ownership of Tampa Bay. He's got a different relationship with those fans. It's indigenous to the culture that he's been brought up in. It's something he probably has developed over a period of time. I'm not saying it's right, but we're, we're, we're trying to, to look at the idea, and Man United fans are saying, so we don't want to hear from you, we don't like you, we think you're a complete waste of time, we hate the fact you're in our football club, but we do want to hear from you because someone else has heard from you. What's our, what argument is that? It's no, a stupid but, argument. What, are you saying they're wrong to compare then? Well, they don't want to hear from him. What do they want to hear from him? What they want to hear from him is, I'm leaving! Now, after Premier League referee Mike D notified police after his family received a number of threats, including death threats and abusive messages, a number of people within the game have supported Dean and said he will bounce back from the abuse. We'll hear from Jose Mourinho and the Sheffield United manager Chris Wilder, two of Dean's former colleagues, Mark Halsey and Dermot Gallagher. But first, this is the former Sunderland striker Darren Bent and why he deleted social media. It's even like when I, I left Sunderland to go to Villa, like I got... When I say death threats, people were like, I hope you, like, it was like, I hope you die. Mm. I hope this happens. I hope that happens. A little bit of racial. But it was one of them. I, I came off Twitter for about four or five years afterwards because I thought, I don't need any of this. I don't, for starters, I don't need to see it. Did you, you know report I mean? it? I didn't report it because... You didn't do, think anything would be done? No, nothing would be done. Do you know what I mean? Like, it, it, was, it was like comment. And even again now, we're still talking about it. And what? We're t- I left Sunderland 10 years ago. Mm. Do you know what I mean? It was, it, was, it was a long, long time ago and still we're no further forward. Um, but for, as I said, for someone to sit there and type out a death threat, you've got, I, I seriously question the, the type of person that is and that type of person I would hate to meet on the street. Yeah. Well, you know what? Half the time as well, if you did meet them on the street, they wouldn't say boo to a guy. I do, I do mate. You're right, Aida. Yeah, nice to meet them. That, that's that's not a picture. Like, yeah, that, <laughs> yeah. Them, it's them ones that are the worst. Do I really need this? Does my family really need this? You know, because my girl was going to school and of course everybody knows what's going on. So you, you get it out. You don't just get it you know, in, oh, yeah. the abuse, you get it out in the street when people say, oh, you know, they come up to you and talk about it, what's going on and all, and everything that goes with it. So, listen, it, of course it will dent his confidence, but I think Mike will come back stronger. Mike Dean is an honourable referee, a, a really decent guy. I've got to, got to know him over sort of the last couple of years, three, four years, and, and these guys are doing the best and the players are doing the best, the managers and coaches and everybody connected and doing the best and don't deserve this. And it's disgusting, you know, the individuals need absolutely nailing 
And I just think it's disgusting, cowardly. I think how lucky I was looking back that when I refereed, you took a bit of stick off the field off the players. You may have taken a bit of stick off the managers at the end if they felt aggrieved. You'd come out into the car park and a few fans maybe and give you a little bit of stick. But once I got in my car and drove away, that brought closure. Unfortunately, with the modern day, you know, with social media and the platforms they've got, it seems to gather traction and runs and runs and runs. I think something has to be uh, to be done uh, because one thing is a professional life and what we do in our professional lives and the success we have and uh, the mistakes we make and the frustrations we we have another thing is uh, to step the fence and go to the to the private life and go to the social life and that of course something has to be uh, to be done now how long will it take Arsenal to get back into the top four well, firstly, they should start by trying to get back into the top ten. Anyway, let's ask the former gunner and Arsenal invincible, Ray Parler. Whilst the FA Cup is brilliant, and of course beating Chelsea in the final makes it even better, I think that it's not necessarily a sign that Arteta is the man, but I'm, I'm intrigued the, by The record it. isn't great. I mean, if you look at it, it's Emre... He's probably Emery had a better record, but I think what they want to try and see, they're, they're, they're trying to change the squad now. They're trying to mm. get players in, and you can't just do, you can't just wave a magic wand, aid and say, right, okay, all you six we don't want, you leave now, because the players have got all the power. They don't have to leave. He's been a player himself. He knows exactly how a dressing room should be acting if you're going to be successful. And he's learned off some good people. I mean, he's got to, he's got to learn a little bit of Arsene Wenger playing under him, Pep Guardiola as well. But I just would give him a chance. I mean, it's, it might take a couple of transfer windows. Look at Jurgen Klopp. He got an opportunity. He comes in to, to Liverpool. It was a plan. I think he's, he's got to show that he's got a plan going forward. You know, it might, it might take three years to try and challenge that top four or, or try and challenge for the league. But we know money money does make it easier. And that's where the ball come in and say, well, if, we, if they think they've got the right man, please give him a chance. Mm. But give him a little bit more money. I'm Jim White, and this is TalkSport Daily. Now, England wrapped up the first test against India on day five and go 1-0 up in the four-match test series. Every ball, of course, was live and exclusive on TalkSport 2. We'll hear from Captain Fantastic Joe Root, but first up, it's the oldest swinger in tan, Jimmy Anderson. Think, there it is! Oh, Jimmy Anderson! The minute that Shubman Gill goes to 50... He follows it by losing his off stump to the master. I felt really good. Um, felt good in Sri Lanka. And yeah, keep that rhythm going, really. As I said, I feel fit and in, in, good, in good nick. Similar to a batsman, when they get in form, you want to keep batting and keep, keep that sort of rhythm going. And that's what a bowler wants to do. I, I feel like I just want to keep that going as much as I possibly can. When you've got bowlers in your side that can take wickets, like Jimmy Anderson, and you've got the spinners who are full of confidence after their short trip to Sri Lanka, it is, as Mark said, the perfect performance. Well, well done, England. Well done, Joe Root. Massive improvement again from the work we did in Sri Lanka. There's still a hell of a lot we need to keep doing right in this part of the world if we're going to be consistent and keep winning. So we have to keep looking to get better, keep looking to improve. And we know that India will come back really hard in the next game. So attitude has to stay good. We can't be happy with what we've done right now, but we should certainly have to enjoy this because it's a fabulous performance. And for an in-depth review of the first test, why don't you try out TalkSport's following on podcast with Johnny Boy Norman and Stevie Boy Harmison. And we finish as we always do. Well, we didn't yesterday. We had clips of the month. But anyway, we finish as we usually do with some of the best bits from my show, Andy Goldstein Sports Bar, Monday to Thursday from 10pm. Here's what happened last night and this morning because we finish at 1am. 
Okay, we've got, I think we've got maybe one each left. And then we, what's the score, Bill? 7 3. Oh, okay, fine, okay. Jay, you ready? Yeah, Yours yeah. are mine, then we're done. Okay, yeah. I've got two things hanging off my body. Really cool. Put that there. Flap them. Uh, if someone, if, 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 you, if you give me money and I've got to pay it back to you, it's called a what? Loan. No, and then I'll write something down. So I owe you. Okay, put that together. Arms, I owe you. Yeah, arms, I owe you. And then... Arms, I owe you. And then... Um, and then what's Spanish for hello? And they say... Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Hola. Hola. Okay, put that. That's his first name. Hola, arms, I owe you. <laughs> Hola. Hola, arms, I owe you. Hola. Maybe, oh, I owe you. No, maybe oh. not. Maybe not. Oh, just, just one of them. Arm. Yeah. Hola, arm, I owe you. Oh, hold on, hold on. It's in there. Hola, arm, I owe you. Oh, arm, I owe you. Am I Obi? Yeah! How's that happened? That's going to be the Sammy, best. Sammy, Amio, that is... That's the best smash and grab we've ever had. Oh, my oh, you. Um, that, I mean, well Hor- done. Horrible clues from Jay. <laughs> no, but it's no, in there, I think, deep, I think, somewhere. I think, I think you'll find the best clues ever. <laughs> I suppose. Wow. Now, before I go, let me tell you about summer football coming your way tonight a half past five on TalkSport 2, don't you know? You can hear live comms of Swansea against Manchester City. Come on, Swans. And that's followed on the same channel as TalkSport 2 by live comms of Leicester against Brighton, of course, in the FA Cup, the fifth round. TalkSport, the main channel, will concentrate on Everton against Spurs. That one kicks off at 8.15. And, of course, on the back of all of that, you can have your say on my show, Andy Goldstein Sports Bar, Monday to Thursday from 10, although that, of course, will be slightly later than advertised because of that Everton game eating into our own airtime. Anyway, that's it. Thanks for listening on Acast, Spotify, Apple Pods. I'm, of course, back on Andy Goldstein Sports Bar. As I just told you, I'll be alongside the fun boy. There will, of course, be another one of these Andy Goldstein Talksport Daily podcasts out first thing in the morning, so do what you've got to do to get it. Yeah, that's right. You won't be right. Do what you've got to do. Until then, thanks for listening. Have a great day. And above all, be safe, everyone. Be safe. That was a podcast from TalkSport. The TalkSport Daily Podcast is proud to be in partnership with Enterprise Rent-A-Car. Whatever your mission, home or away, don't delay. Enterprise has the vehicle for the job. Rent from the best lineup in the UK. With over 450 branches, Enterprise has what your business needs. From compact three-door cars to spacious SUVs and people carriers to vans, they offer a large range of reliable vehicles perfect for the job. To find out more and book, visit enterprise.co.uk. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rustolium.